Wow, what a beautiful song. Amen. Sandali, nakalimutan ko. Dapat pala tanggalin ko itong aking uh, mask. Because of the pandemic, obviously, lagi tayo nakamask, di po ba? And uh, salamat kay Pastor Sam, sa ating mga pastors. Again, without them, hindi tayo magkakaroon ng ating mga Bible study. We won't have our uh, uh, prayer meetings, Friday night Bible study, ating mga... Uh, events, katulad ng uh, darating na Sabado kay Congress One uh, Woman Astrid. Hindi <laughs> ko alam na nanalo na pala siya sa election. So, congratulations Congress Woman Astrid. But uh, ikaw pala maglilid ng uh, Ladies Fellowship. Okay. Salamat, salamat. And again, uh, without this platform uh, sa ating pong mga kasama sa church and also sa ating mga kababayan sa atin sa Pilipinas, our brothers and sisters in the Philippines, good morning po sa inyo lahat. At uh, again, pinapadalangin po natin na sana po tayo ay ligtas lahat sa ating uh, mga ginagawa. Um, napansin po na ating mga kasama, wala si Sister Cora dito ngayon at uh, pagdating niya galing sa trabaho, medyo mabigat ang ulo niya at uh, sabi ko sa kanya, siguro makabubuti na magpahinga ka. Uh, ang siste, pagka mga ganitong panahon, pagkagaling ka sa labas at masama pakarandam mo, kinakabahan tayo lagi. Eh, no? Iba ang iniisip natin. Uh, nung una, parang masakit lang ulo natin, we have a headache, o medyo lalagdatin. Uh, Ngayon, iba ang iniisip natin pagka we feel a little bit something is going on in our lives. So, pag minsan, iniisip natin, ko muna, baka mamaya may COVID na tayo, di ba? So, let's just continue to pray. And again, uh, Okay, Sister Cora, let's pray for her. She doesn't feel well. And uh, I told her just to stay home and just uh, take a rest. Ika nga, di ba? At uh, ganun po naman talaga tayo. Well, again, sa ating pong mga kasama dyan sa bahay, magandang uh, gabi. And I feel that um, we will have a wonderful lesson once again because the Word of God is here and our uh, ministry, obviously, is to minister to you. It doesn't matter if you are here inside the church or it doesn't matter if you are at home watching right now uh, via our platform sa FB Messenger or sa kung online na ginagamit natin. What important is you're seeing me right now and we are having our Wednesday night prayer meeting. Di ba ba? Say amen to that. Maraming salamat po. Bueno, ang ganda po ng ating mga kinanta kanina sa ating mga... Uh, Songs na kinanta habang si Pastor Sam ay naglilid. And at the same time, yung kanta ni Robin din, napakaganda. Uh, climb, ika nga. Uh, we have to climb and uh, just thank the Lord for all the things that He has done for us as we climb the ladder. And sa mga patutoon ni Pastor Sam, binasa niya kanina, marami tayong mga pinagdadasal. We are praying... Uh, a lot of our brethren uh, may not be feeling well right now. And um, hindi ko na kailangan sabihin sa inyo kung sino-sino sila. We just have to continue to pray for them. And uh, this pandemic is uh, actually affecting some of our church members. So we just have to continue to pray for them that they will feel better and they we, they can recover dito sa, ma, dito sa coronavirus na nangyayari ngayon. We just have to continue to pray for them. Uh, we are uh, still not out of the woods, ika nga. And now, uh, uh, this pandemic is still here, and we still have this uh, pandemic going around. 
And kahit na mababa na, ang sinasabi nilang uh, uh, ratio o mga um, mga infections about COVID-19, ganun pa man, we still have to be really, really um, careful of what we do and uh, where we go and at the same time, yung mga inakawakan natin. Pero ganun pa man po, we are very, very happy that we are here inside the church right now and through the platform that we have, through technology, we are able to reach out to our members who are at home and also in the Philippines. Bueno, sumbulan po natin ang ating uh, Wednesday night prayer meeting. I came across a lesson that I was actually praying for. And I was thinking, sabi ko, this must be a, a lesson that will not only bless my heart, but also I want it to be a blessing to the people who will listen to me, our brothers and sisters. So the title of our message for tonight, we can see right here as uh, Pastor Abel will go, Jesus Christ is triumphant life. Amen to that. Napakaganda po. Because ang Panginoon Diyos lang po ang makakapagbigay sa atin ng real triumph. In not our wealth, not our money, not our stocks or bonds, whatever that you have uh, secularly, the triumphant life actually comes from the Lord Jesus. And lalo-lalo na ngayon, in this time of pandemic, it doesn't matter kung marami kang pera sa banko, marami kang properties, Pag tinamahan ka ng COVID, and God forbid, at ika nga, bigla tayong natuluyan, I mean, wala rin magagawa ang iyong kayamanan. So, we are living a triumphant life through our Lord Jesus Christ. And our key verse for tonight, as we open our Bibles, is in Isaiah 42. Buksan po natin ang ating uh, banal na kasulatan. Okay, sa atin pong uh, Bible, Isaiah 42, and as I open my Bible right here, Isaiah 42, and buksan po natin verses 1 to 4, let me read, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighted. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor leap up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail, nor be discouraged, till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isle shall wait for his law. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for allowing us again to be gathered tonight here in the in uh, Bergen Bible Baptist Church for Wednesday night prayer meeting. We continue, Lord, to praise your name, and we just actually we just continue, Lord, to ask for your guidance and mercy in our lives, in our everyday lives, especially, Lord, with our brethren who may be infected with COVID nineteen. I pray, Lord, that you will give your healing mercy to them and let them recover and be well again. Tonight, Lord, as I continue to bring the word of God, and obviously, Lord, I pray that the wisdom and the knowledge will be with me by your grace so I can expound it, Lord, and people will be uh, blessed and they will be admonished once again to apply it in, in their daily lives. Father, we just commit everything to you and we continue to praise your name. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen and amen. God bless. Amen po. So, ang atin pong lesson, nakita po naman tandem, Jesus Christ is triumphant life. I cannot exert that more. When we have Jesus Christ, we are triumphant. We are not a victim. We are actually victorious. As a matter of fact, let me start our lesson for tonight by an illustration. Dito po sa Antique Roadshow is the most popular television program on PBS. Sa ating po mga nanonood sa Pilipinas, I think sa cable ninyo makikita niyo yung tinatawag na PBS programming. Dito sa States, obviously, it's a common channel dito sa States ng PBS. The premise is simple. The country's leading auction houses join independent dealers to offer free appraisals of the antiques and collectibles people have sitting around in their living rooms, bedrooms, garages, attics, and any places in your home. So, yun po ang ginagawa nila. In his book, The Discipline of Spiritual Discernment, author Tim Chalice refers to a particular episode in PBS in which an elderly man from Tucson, Arizona, brought in an old blanket. Wow! And he had inherited this very old blanket several years ago. Though the man knew the old blanket probably possessed a little value when it came into his possession, he had simply thrown it back in a rocking chair inside his bedroom, thinking that there is no value whatsoever in this, blank, in this very old blanket. It had remained on the rocking chair until the opportunity arose for him to take it to the expert of the PBS program. Now listen very carefully. Chalice continues what transpired. With the blanket hanging on a rack behind him, the expert appraiser told the old man that his heart actually stopped when he first saw the old blanket. The appraiser explained that the item was actually a rare Navajo chief's blanket that had been, listen to this, woven in the 1840s. Can you imagine that? 1840s. And we are now in the 21st century. It is in a wonderful condition. It was one of the oldest intact Navajo weaves to survive up to the 21st century that we're living right now. And certainly one of only a tiny handful to exist outside of museum collections. This is a rare, very rare collection, he said. And because of its rarity and significance, the appraiser had no trouble assigning a value of somewhere between a quarter of a million dollars to half a million dollars. And the old man was astonished. As the man walked out of the convention center, the blanket he had, he had cavalier carried and with ease with him is now cradled carefully in his arms. And he is holding this blanket very tight. Sayang kalating million, di ba? 
He walked out of the building with security guards on either side of him. He asked for security guards. And he drove straight to the bank and placed the blanket now not in an old wooden rocking chair, but he actually put it in a safety deposit box inside the vault of the bank. What had been a junk that he thought, a mere accent to an old rocking chair, had been instantly transformed into a very precious treasure. Wow. Naibabigla ang tingin niya doon sa blanket. Akala niya, walang halaga. And why, why did I use that illustration? It is actually very appropriate to our lesson that Jesus is, Jesus Christ is a triumphant. Why? Sometimes I think we could compare it to some who view of Jesus to that old blanket. Before we really knew who Jesus really is, he was okay just to be around. But we didn't value Jesus Christ anywhere close to what we should have valued him. But once he comes into our lives, we begin to realize who he really is, who Jesus Christ is, and the immeasurable value that Jesus Christ possesses. And we start to view Jesus as our most treasured Savior and Lord. Can you imagine that? There's a lot of people who take Jesus Christ for granted. Nung wala pa po ako sa faith, and nasa Philippines pa ako, I know who Jesus Christ is. Pero Jesus Christ is just a mere God sa akin na I just hear from the priest. I don't have a personal relationship with you. But I know Jesus Christ. But yung desire ko to have a personal relationship and really value that personal relationship during that time, wala. And so tonight, we are going to look at Jesus Christ as a triumphant life. And the reason why we have a triumphant life is because of our personal Savior and our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Tonight, we are going to look at Jesus as Christ triumphant, as the one who has been triumphant in life, in death, in his church, and also in his return. It is not a question of whether Jesus Christ will return. We know that Jesus Christ will return. That's what the Bible is saying. It is not a question of if. It is a question of when. Because there will come a time that Jesus Christ will really come back. So our lesson for tonight will be, uh, we'll just concentrate in the life triumphant. Of Jesus, we're not, we're not gonna be talking about the death of Jesus Christ, the, the church of Jesus Christ, and the, the triumphant return of Jesus Christ because it will take too long. So, we will just focus on the triumphant life that we get and we inherit by accepting our Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And while we consider these truths about Jesus, I believe that our understanding of his value will grow by leaps and bounds as we study this. And tonight, we want to look at how Jesus' life was a life of triumph for us believers. So we don't take it for granted. 
In everything he did, he lived the victorious life. And in most ways, most ways, we can learn how to live the same kind of life that Jesus did. Because we, as his children, should also supposed to do the same in order for us to have a really triumphant life. Amen. So I will be talking about only about three points. I, I'm not going to be talking about seven, eight, or 15 points. No, Three points only. But these three points is very important and very basic that sometimes we forget. That's why we don't have and we don't manifest a triumphant life. So again, here we go. The first point. Jesus' life was a life committed to servanthood. Ito, tingnan natin. Basahin natin sa banal na kasulatan. Mark 10, 43 to 45. Tingnan natin, ha? Ito na. Basahin natin dito. But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chief, chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Amen. It is impossible for us to imagine that all that Jesus left behind when he came here to planet earth. But we know, here's what we know. We know that he had spent eternity passed with the Father and Spirit. And while some of that is revealed to us in the Spirit, most of us actually think it is a mystery. But we know that he left perfection to come into our sinful world of disease and decay. Alam natin yan. Because he chose to be what? A servant to all of humankind. What Jesus Christ practiced is instead of being served, he is the one serving. And I praise God for that. Hundreds of years before Jesus came to earth, God had Isaiah prophesied about Jesus coming and the main point of emphasis was Jesus' servant nature. Tignan mo, ha? If you study the Bible from cover to cover and you will notice there is never a, never a verse that si Jesus pinagsilbihan. Instead na siya ang nagsisilbi, I mean, instead na siya sinisilbihan, siya nagsisilbi. And Jesus always practiced servanthood. This is a true story. And I think it is very appropriate to our lesson about a life committed to servanthood. Our pastors also practice servanthood. Hindi yung akala mo sila ang pastor, sila pagsisilbi. Did you notice sina Pastor Sam, sina Pastor Abel, Pastor Jeter, Pastor Abel? Nakita nyo? And obviously, ang ating, ang ating Pastor Emeritus, Pastor Mark. Did you notice ang pattern ng kanilang serving sa church? I don't know if you noticed it. But the first time I, 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 I actually uh, joined Bergen Bible Baptist Church, noong kaunaan na pa, panahon pa ng hapon. Ganun na kami katanda. <laughs> Pero when I joined Bergen Bible Baptist Church, 
What I noticed from Pastor Max, because obviously he is the pastor during that time, is the servant nature of Pastor Max. Yun ang nanotice ko sa kanya. Sabi ko, si Pastor Max, siya ang sumusundo noon. Obviously, na, kung natatandaan ni Congresswoman uh, Astrid, si Eugene, kung natatandaan mo yung taong yun. Tulong-tulong, tumutulong-tulong si Eugene. Pero most of the work is being done by Pastor Max. Siya ang sumusundo. Pag kami Bible study kami, pupunta pa kami dito sa church, galing kami Jersey City. You remember that? Ba? Si Pastor Max, susunduin kami isa-isa. Siya rin na naglilid. Ang singing. And yung mga personal na, yung personal na, hindi na, kumbaga, wala na pakialam dapat si Pastor Max doon, yung mga personal na problema na church members, servanthood pa rin ang ginagawa ni Pastor. Nag, nagbo-volunteer pa rin si Pastor. Yun ang napansin ko kay Pastor Max doon time na yun. Sabi ko, wow, iba. Di, 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 obviously, bago pa ako sa faith noon. So, hindi pa rin ako talagang sabihin na nating uh, uh, talagang matibay sa pananampalataya. Because I'm very new as a Christian then. But that is what I noticed about Pastor Max, yung kanyang servanthood. And that is what Jesus Christ has done. When I started working in a bank, ang pangalan ng banko when I was still in uh, the Philippines is Peninsula Development Bank. And they hired me actually as a una, ano, accounting clerk. And then I promote ako sa uh, junior auditor. But there is a guy there, he is a, siyang aming loan officer. And napansin ko dito sa tao na ito, inuutos-utusan siya ng mga ibang kasama namin. But this guy never complained. And he actually, sinusunod lang niya. Pero loan officer siya. And then later I found out, as, as, as I stayed in the bank, later I found out that most of the employees inside the bank, they really like this guy. Not because na parang utu-utu siya, whatever, kasi inutu-utu. No, because of his servanthood na parang gusto niya magsaserve siya. Kahit na wala na sa kanyang responsibility, ginagawa pa rin niya. So, naging tendency ng mga employees para naging malapit sila at nagustuhan nila at naging parang kapatid o kamag-anak na nila, parang very close na sila. Napansin ko yan. So, as I, as I, what am I trying to say here? Servanthood really does good not only for the, for the people but also to, for the person. And Jesus Christ is a servant. He is not asking for favors. Jesus came here specifically to serve. Did you know that? As you study the word of God, Jesus Christ came to planet earth, not to, not to be served, but as a servant. And that is exactly what Jesus Christ did. His entire life was of service to others. Can you name one thing that he did for himself while here on planet Earth? Kahit i-cover to cover mo, walang ginawa si Jesus para sa kanya. It is always para sa ibang tao. We could go on and on, but Jesus' purpose 
is serving someone else instead of serving himself. And you know what? Jesus calls us to, to uh, adapt that same kind of mindset. What a wonderful thing if we all Christians have the same mindset. Amen? May nagsabi sa akin, eh, Brother Glenn, hindi naman tayo si Jesus eh. Yeah, alam ko, hindi tayo si Jesus, hindi tayo Diyos. Pero we can at least try. The mindset of being a servant, and I can name people in this church na they don't care about papuri or praises, basta makatulong lang sila sa ministry of Bergen Bible Baptist Church. Diba? Hindi ko sasabihin ng pangalan, si Congresswoman Astrid. Oh, tingin mo, ay, sorry. Diba, nagbo-volunteer. Marami tayong mga ministries dito na I will na, I, I don't need to name them. You already know them. Servant attitude. Servant. The servant attitude that Jesus committed himself to do is something he expects all of his followers to commit to also. If you want to lead a life of triumph, first, you need to learn to lead a life of servanthood. Very clear po yan. If you want to be first, be the slave of everyone around you. If you want to be a leader, serve others. Yeah. Alam niyo ba sa, ano, uh, merong course si John Maxwell. I don't know if you, some of you are familiar with John Maxwell. Pero John Maxwell is a bestseller author about leadership. Uh, the only thing is, obviously, John Maxwell is, uh, I don't know what his, his fate is, but in the books and also in his live trainings about leadership, and believe it or not, ang tuition para umatend ka sa kanyang two days of leadership training is 5,600. Dalawang araw, 5,600 a ka na kanyang leadership training, ikang. And then magkakaroon ka ng, uh, graduate ka doon, ang tawag sa iyo, John Maxwell Coach. John Maxwell um, a graduate of leadership training. So they expect you to be a good leader kasi na-inherit mo o napag-aralan mo o nabigyan ka ng instruction ni John Maxwell. But did you know in one of his books that in order for... And I, this is... The, uh, it just crossed my mind while I was actually uh, studying the lesson about servanthood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know that the most powerful and the most effective leaders in 500 fortune companies are leaders who actually practice servanthood. Ang tawag dun is servant leaders. Did you know that? Sila yung most effective, sila yung most na iginagalang ng kanilang mga peers o ng kanilang mga followers because they practice servant leadership. Instead of serving themselves, they serve their employees, they serve their constituents. Amen, di ba? Sabi ko sa sarili ko, teka muna. That's exactly what Jesus Christ is doing. A triumphant life can be lived only by putting others before us. Jesus not only taught this, but he very clearly lived servanthood. On a perfect note. Amen. So, yan ang first. 
ang uh, ano natin. I mean, my goodness, uh, ano eh, pa, para na rin leadership ito binibigay sa atin ng Panginoon. So the first one is a life committed to servanthood. The second one, second point. In order for us to live a triumphant life, ito sinabi dito, number two, a life that demonstrates compassion. Buksan natin sa ating banal na kasulatan. Luke 7, di ba? Tignan natin. Verse 13 to 15. Let's read. Narito na. Binigay na ni Pastor Abel. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the beer, the buyer, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. Universally, Jesus is probably known for this quality more than any other. Even those who are not Christians are quick to recognize Jesus' desire to help those who found themselves in all kinds of distressing situations. Kahit yung mga non-Christians, they acknowledge that. And while I like to think of myself as a compassionate person, I have to admit that often, sometimes I think about my own needs before I consider the needs of others. Minsan, isipin muna yung sarili mo, di ba? Pero si Jesus, hindi. Inisip niya palagi yung iba. A life that demonstrated, we could look at hundreds of verses where Jesus demonstrated compassion after compassion after compassion after compassion. Walang katapos ang compassion. That's what Jesus did. But let's just consider a few. Jesus came across a man with leprosy. And rather than trying to put as much distance between himself and this man that he, he could, like most of us would do, here is his reaction. So Mark 1, 41-42, move with pity. He stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. Amen. There was a woman, ito, kababasa lang natin, who was widowed and only had one son, and then that son died. The Bible says, binasa lang natin. Young man, I say, you arise. But Jesus' compassion was not only shown to those who were ill or who were grieving. He also showed compassion to those who were in need of salvation. Ano sinabi? Matthew 9, 36 to 38. Um... When he saw the crush, I'm not uh, reading a King James, it's a NSB. When he saw the crush, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, ano sinabi? He said to his disciples, Harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now I know that we do not have... Sabihin nila, teka muna, si Jesus Christ yung pinag-uusapan natin, Brother Glenn. Well, ito sinasabi. Now, I know that we don't have all the powers of our Lord Jesus Christ at our disposal, disposal but we can have His heart of compassion. Although wala tayong power, nakatulad ng Panginoon Diyos. But we can have compassion. Paul wrote to the Philippian church, and sinabi niya, Philippians 1.8, For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Paul was able to learn to show the very compassion of Christ himself 
to those in His midst, and we can do the same. It starts with beginning to see people in the same way as Jesus saw them. And it continues when we view ourselves as servants who were put here to meet the needs of others. Amen to that. We could take a look around our neighborhoods or the places that we work or the people we pass by on the street and see plenty of people in need of compassion. Nangyari sa akin yan eh. Um, uh, the last time I went to the Philippines, um, hindi ko matiis talaga. Ewan ko, siguro, uh, dahil siguro galing, alam na nyo, mga pera sa iba sa ating mga kasana ma, na meron silang magandang kabuhayan. Pero obviously, hindi naman tayo mayaman. So, I can feel the, the pain pag nakikita ko uh, na yung mga tao parang hirap na hirap sa buhay. Um, there was a time I was in the Philippines and I, I was actually uh, uh, on my way to Lucena City from Manila. And uh, one of my friends who has a, uh, a, a car in Manila told me, oh Glenn, uh, uwi ka pala na Lucena, gamitin mo yung kotse ko and samahan ka na ng driver para hindi ka na nahihirapan. So in other words, I thank you, thank you, okay, sige. So on my way to Lucena, nakakotse ako na air-conditioned, maganda, ba, halos brand new pa yung sasakyan niya. So sinerbisan ako ng driver niya, punta kami. And then on our way, uh, mga patanghali na yun, uh, sobrang init. Alam niyo naman sa atin, di ba? Lalo na pagtanghalit. At talagang, oh my goodness, eh, ano yun, uh, parang August pa yata yun. Yun yung, yun yung buwan na ano, eh, sobrang init sa Philippines. So, nagutom ako on our way sa highway and sabi ko, uh, ano tayo, uh, dahil sa sobrang init, nauhaw ako. Sabi ko, uh, sabi ko Bert, napakalan ng driver Bert. Bert, paki, ano mo nga, paki, uh, ano lang, itabi mo sa sasakyan, bibili na ako ng, ano, ng uh, cold water. Kasi uhaw na uhaw ako, sobrang init. Sabi ko, sige. When I step out of the car, I can't help but notice Merong babae doon na parang, I think, maliit lang siya eh. Actually, uh, mas maliit pa rin kaya ano eh. Kalahati lang nitong laki. And then, gusgusin siya, nagbebenta siya ng ano, ng, uh, alam niyo sa atin, yung itlog ng pugo. You remember that? Yung nasa plastic. Then may itlog ng pugo sa loob na lima. Hawak-hawak niya sa gitna ng kainitan. And that little girl, siguro mga 7-8 years old lang yung batang yun. O maaaring 6 uh, lang. Kasi ang liit, eh, liit lang. Pero ay naghahanap buhay siya and she is trying to sell those itlog ng pugo para, siyempre, para makabenta siguro. Ganun, ganun. So, pagdaan ko sa kanya, bumili ako ng tubig. And pagbalik ko, I noticed that the little girl is trying to approach people who are who are just uh, you know walking around and trying to sell. Walang pumapansin doon sa bata. Yung bata gusgusin, marumi siya. Tapos tumutulo pa yung alam mo na sa atin sa Pilipinas yung mga wala. Alam niyo na ibig ko sabihin, tumutulo yung kanila mga uhu po ko. Sabi ko, I 
yun, para akong yung the compassion in my heart, hindi ko siya matiis. Sabi ko, nilapitan ko yung bata. Sabi ko, anong ginagawa mo dito? Ay, pwede po, bilhin nyo na po itong aking itlog ng pugo. Kasi po, wala po kami kapera-pera. Ang bata, hindi nagsisinungaling. Yung matanda, pwede magsinungaling. Pero yung mga 6-7 years old, hindi nagsisinungaling yun. Makikita mo talaga na gusto niya talaga mabenta yung itlog ng pugo. Limang piraso. I will never forget that. Limang piraso na plastic na merong itlog ng pugo na lima bawat plastic maliliit. Sabi ko, magkano, magkano mabinebenta yan? Sabi ko, 50 pesos po. 50 pesos isang balot. Hindi po. Lahat po ito, 50 pesos lang. Sabi ko, my goodness. Tapos tinuro niya yung nanay niya, nandun sa may si, ano, yung, nandun pala yung nanay niya. Sabi niya, nandun po, nanay ko, ho. nanay niya matanda na, nakumbaga, kasi sobrang init, nandun lang sa, ano, yung anak niya naghanap buhay. Sabi ko doon sa driver ko, Bert, Kunin mo yung malaking, malaking ano, dyan sa kotse. Kunin mo yung malaking uh, balot. Yung sa Costco na nabibili natin ng chocolate. Yung maraming laman. Sabi ko, kunin mo yung isang balot na malaki dun. Sabi ko, bigay mo dito sa batang ito. Tapos sabi ko, ne, umuwi ka na ha. Bibilin ko lahat yung itlog ng pugo mo. Sa sobrang awa ko, kung ano yun naman ang wallet ko, siguro mga 6,000 pesos yun. Ito na, ito. Kinuha ko lahat ang laman ng pera ko sa wallet ko, binigay ko sa kanya. Uwi ka na, magpahinga na kayo. Biling ko na itong 50 pesos mo. Yan ang bayan. Now, am I saying this to impress you? No. I'm saying this because to impress upon you that we can also have compassion. And nung nakita nung bata yung chocolate, para siyang taranta, tuwan-tuwa siya. Alam niya, niyakap niya ako dito sa binti, tapos umiyak. Tapos sabi niya, maraming salamat po. Hindi ko makalimutan yun. And sabi niya nung driver sa akin, nung umalis na kami, Sir, yung ginawa ko ninyo, sobrang bait ko ninyo. Wala ho wala ako nakita na tumitingin doon sa bata. So the fact of the matter is we can help. We can help. We don't have obviously the powers of the Lord Jesus Christ, but the compassion in our hearts, we can do that. Paul was able to learn that compassion, and we can also learn that compassion, that all can change as we begin to model our lives. After the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, with the heart of compassion, we also have that kind of compassion. I praise the Lord sa church natin. We have a recognition sa ating mga deacons. And during this Christmas season, obviously, binibigyan kami ng love gift ng church. And I appreciate that. But during that time, I recognize the fact that we have a lot of, we have a lot of missionaries who are suffering from pandemic. And so I decided that you know, the love gift that I'm supposed to get, I'll just give it everything to our missionaries to help them, again, out of compassion. 
Because I want to be able to help in a little way that I can. Compassion, the love of Christ, the compassion in the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number three, the last one. A life that models for others, Matthew 9, 9. A life that, and as Jesus passed forth from tents, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, follow me, and he arose and followed him. A life that, kailangan maging model tayo, kailangan maging maganda tayong testimony sa iba. Have any of you have ever been involved yung sinasabi pong apprenticeship? Now, I'm not talking about Donald Trump, ha? Well, the reason why I mentioned apprenticeship is because there are many different types. Sometimes they are for various types of skill labor or for the arts or for something else entirely. But in the apprenticeship, you learn your skills from someone else who has already mastered the skills that you want to possess. Kaya ka nga nag-apprentice para malaman mo kung ano yung ginagawa niya, di ba? Para makopya mo. The master models and instructs, an apprentice learns from him or her and eventually becomes a master himself when the training is done as an apprentice. In Christianity, we call this discipleship. Amen. Kaya nga meron tayong discipleship para matuturin sila. So, yun ang apprenticeship sa, sa Christian. Jesus was telling this tax collector, as I illustrate, a most unlikely prospect, and he wanted him to give up the tax business and instead learn to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And Matthew got up and went. Over time, Matthew became quite adept at being a follower of Jesus and went on to teach others how to do the same. But what exactly was Jesus modeling for his death? We've seen the model servanthood again, of our Lord Jesus Christ and the compassion. But he also modeled how to lead others into a relation with him and how to serve at the deepest levels of commitment. Now, take note. Sinabi dito, deepest levels of commitment. Bakit kaya mo? There's a lot of Christians who doesn't have a deep level of commitment. Sabi nga ng ibang pastor, instead na commitment, ano? Committed. We all know that for a fact. Jesus had the audacity to think that he could teach expert fishermen how to fish. You know, mga expert yun, ha? Tinuruan ni Jesus Christ. But it was true because he had a new skill to teach them. Ano yun? Instead of fishing talaga, or literal fishing, ginawa niyang man fishing for the gospel. Jesus modeled for his disciples a lifestyle that included telling others that they too could have an eternal relationship with God. They watch Him do it and then they follow in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus called them to do something even deeper than that. And yon, Jesus actually, sinabi dito sa Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said unto His disciples, in any of you who wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus called His disciples then and now to be willing to make the ultimate sacrifice. Ano yung ultimate sacrifice? Again, yung buhay natin. Now, hindi naman sinasabi ng Panginoon Diyos na magpakamatay ka para sa Kanya, pero literally, yun ang nangyari sa mga martyrs. The book of Matthew tells us how each of the early disciples died. Papano? 
Alam naman natin, di ba? I don't need to tell you, si Andrew was crucified, Bartolomeo uh, beaten, then crucified, James, son of Alpeus, is stoned to death, James, son of CBD, beheaded, John, exiled for his faith, died of old age, Judas, not Iscariot, stoned to death, Matthew, speared to death, Peter, crucified upside down, Philip, crucified, Simon, crucified, Thomas, speared to death, and Matthias, stoned to death, and so on and so forth, marami. They saw that Jesus had lived out everything he had taught them to do. For him, it was not just words, but also included in action. Sabi nga nila dito sa secular, talk is cheap. Yung action. Doon tayo magkaka... Doon, tayo, doon natin malalaman talaga. In action. And they willingly followed him in their lives as well as in their deaths. Let me quote Dietrich Bonhoeffler. He said, To deny oneself is to be aware only of Christ and no more of self. To see only him who goes before and no more the road which is too hard for us. Once more, all that self-denial can say is he leads the way. Keep close to him. And Bonhoeffler was just making this as a nice speech he himself was martyred for his faith in Christ. In this day and age, even in the church, we tend to de-emphasize the possible hardship that go along with being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yung iba kaya ayaw tanggapin si Jesus Christ kasi alam nila, they have to embrace the Christian faith, not only in words, but also in action. And the reason why they don't want to accept is mawawala na sila ng disco. Mawawala na sila ng mga kung ano-ano ginagawa nila dati na, alam mo na, mga secular and worldly things. Mawawala sa kanila yun. So they, they don't want to let go of that. That's why sometimes it's hard for them to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. And some who do, na inaccept nila, but they're just fooling themselves, if they still continue to do these sinful ways and things. They're just fooling themselves. They don't listen to what exactly is Jesus Christ is saying. Even to the point na nag-profess lang sila. Ang problema yung, ano eh, yung nag-profess. Hindi talaga sila yung talagang profess in the heart. Jesus led the triumphant life. As we close, Jesus led the triumphant life and He calls us to do the same. The kind of life that Jesus wants us to have is just like the title of the message, to have a triumphant life. And for us to have a triumphant life, we should be having in ourselves and manifesting ourselves servanthood, compassion, and be a model to others for them to know that through Jesus Christ only is the true way to salvation. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for our Wednesday night prayer meeting. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for our leadership, our pastors that continue to practice servanthood and compassion and being a model. I thank, Lord, that we have a leadership starting from our pastor emeritus, Pastor Max. The true meaning of servanthood and compassion and being a model was practiced by our leaders. Thank you, Lord, for our church. Thank you, Lord, for our members, our pastors. 
And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to guide us and give us your grace. As we continue to have this pandemic, I pray, Lord, that each of us will be saved by your guidance, by your mercy. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.